The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. a few announcements to make here before we get into the show everybody uh sorry that we've been absent a little bit but we've been a little bit busy uh first i have to extend some congratulations over to kieran Smythe. he recently was engaged congratulations kieran thank you very much and i may or may not have gotten married so yeah that that, that happened too and then uh, Ben got this beautiful new golf club, guys. It's pretty sweet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. But also, uh, just please stick around at the end of uh, our little preamble here after the podcast. We go through some stuff. Ben did an interview with Will Is Bill William from the uh, All Rookies podcast here at Hoopball. Please stick around, listen to that. You get a lot of good information about Scotty Barnes, you know, Delanto Banton, uh, a little bit about Johnson, and then they go into the second year guys a little bit too. So if you want a little bit more detail, a little bit more in-depth analysis on those guys, this is the podcast to listen to. So here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Good morning. And Ben Harrison. Good morning. Yes, congratulations to you both, and my condolences to your bride and your future bride. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So that's how it's going to be. All right, Kieran, uh, do you want to tell the people uh, how they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, on uh, Instagram, I'm at kdilla1981, and Twitter, it's at k underscore dilla. Ben, same thing. Where are you found? Yeah, for sure. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Same thing on both. That's at Benny and the Raps. And then for the podcast, if you're trying to uh, find us online, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoopBallRaptors. That's at HoopBallRaptors. And then if you're looking to see what I am saying, you can find me at Brendan Hodgins. That's at Brendan Hodgins. If you do have a moment, this is the time to head on down to hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. We're right about to get into the NBA season here. So if you're looking for all of your season-long bets, uh, wager pass, fantasy pass, uh, all the stuff Dan Brespis is doing, there's the Brewski 150, uh, which are the top 150 players that you got to start looking at. Please head on down to hoop-ball.com. So... Ben, how did it feel to be the uh, lead interviewer there? It ain't easy being the host, eh, buddy? No, indeed, yeah. It's a whole different uh, experience on that side of things, for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I had a good time with Will last night once we got some technical difficulties uh, worked out. He's, of course, uh, in a whole other country than we are. So, But we made it work, had a good time. We got real deep on go. Scotty Barnes. And uh, I think after you guys listen to that interview, you're going to have a lot of optimism going into the season, that's for sure. There we go. Good to hear. Uh, speaking of stuff coming up for the season, this isn't quite the season yet, but there are new Siakam for Simmons rumors. Uh, I guess Toronto was one of the six-ish teams that were listed as teams still sniffing around. Still talking. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one uh, thing that I heard, it was uh, Siakam, a future first and a future second. 
Mm. What do you think about that, Kieran? Uh, I've never been a big fan of any of these rumors. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't know enough about Ben Simmons or watch him enough, but I do not see how, like, any, like, you know, give us a straight up trade and then I, like, at least entertain the idea, but I'd still, I don't know, like, I feel like that really changes the, um, the dynamic on our team, like Siakam and Van Vliet have been coming up together, OG with them, you know, um, that's sort of the core, and I think that's that kind of chemistry they have is sort of it's important for the team that we're trying to build here. I don't know that Ben Simmons throwing Ben Simmons in the mix of you know giant point guard who never shoots threes. Don't know how how that really helps us out a whole lot. I mean, good D and all that, but um, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't love the idea of Ben Simmons coming here, especially just with the sort of <coughs> turmoil that they've had over there, right? With uh, he's having kind of a Kawhi-ish exit. But, um, yeah, he's not the guy that Kawhi is, you know what I mean? He's not, uh, I don't like it anyways. As much as, you know, I've had issues with Siakam, like he's even last year put up pretty solid numbers and, um, you know, still a young guy. So uh, I'd much rather see us go with the team that we got right now, young and inexperienced, and uh, see what we can do rather than try to throw Ben Simmons as like this weird superstar into the mix that we're going to try to make a run for the championship with him again or something, but. Yeah, right, not a fan. Uh, ben, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, Simmons, Siakam first and second? Uh, well, I'll say at least they're starting to come back to reality a little bit. I think the opening offers were something like Siakam with Ananobi with five, six picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in terms of just like straight up value, I think at least they're getting closer. Um you know, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't even have considered a Siakam for Simmons swap um, from Philly's side. And uh, so it says a lot about Siakam that that's where he, that's where he is um, in his career. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of like Kieran. I don't, uh, you know, he's a sexy name and all that. But I think at this point in his career, he doesn't really even have that upside anymore because, like, we've mm-hmm. seen exactly what he is. Like, he's not going to get better offensively. He's not going to develop the shot. He's not even willing to shoot or try it or... I don't know, and just everything we've seen over the off season, like um, I've been following this sag a little bit, like uh, Embiid and a few of his, and Toby Harris and a few of his teammates wanted to fly out to LA and meet him. He just said no. I'm not even going to see you guys. Crazy. Um, you know, he just seems like definitely not a team guy. I don't know. Keeps to himself. It's just you're not getting that leadership. You're not getting much on offense. So yeah, what are we really trading for? Well, yeah, and all NBA in the playoffs. Non-existent. Yeah, and that's it. And we're trying to be a contending team. Yeah, like uh, every year. So I mean, that killed us. Bringing stock. in a guy like that. Yeah, he's better suited going to somewhere like I don't know Oklahoma, where no one's really going to care how much he produces. But um, so I don't really love it. Um, I don't even really get it from Philly's side either, because I don't think um, I don't think Siakam really solves their problems either. So I don't really, uh, that one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think there's a lot better places you could go. Um, Sacramento's one of them. Uh, Simmons, that is, not Siakam. But, uh, I feel like we're so still see. probing and like in the conversation, but I think we're on the sidelines of that one, to be honest. I don't think we're actively th- looking for those kinds of changes. Well, the only way that I see it making any kind of sense, uh, and I think people are looking at it the wrong way. They're thinking that the Raptors are going to end up with Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it'd be Siakam, but there's like a tragic point where he gets thrown in to make money make sense for somebody else kind of thing. Right. 
and then we end up with you know, a couple of little pieces. I think if we're going to end up in any kind of Simmons trade, it's a third or fourth team or whatever. Like okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. But everybody just wants to see the big guy for the big guy swap, right? That's what more exciting. Yeah, it's definitely the bigger headlines. So. Yeah, so uh, if yeah, like involved, if they did something like uh, Dragic and uh, Gary Trent, you know, the money would match. Like that might be something reasonable to talk about. But I don't know. I don't see giving up Siakam. Just everything Kieran said. The chemistry would be ruined on this team. And mm-hmm. You got we this will total wild card. Never so. shoot again. Yeah, the team yeah. will never shoot again. It's over. The other yeah. thing too, I'm pretty sure we we've been. Be really... We've told Siakam like, okay, you know, we got your back more or less. Yeah. Um, if we do that again, like people aren't even going to want to come here because we're going to treat them like DeRozan and Siak yeah. and be like, yeah, yeah, no, you're our guy, you're our guy, you're our guy. Oh, sorry, big name. Until you're not. You're out, right. So it wouldn't be good for the culture, I don't think. That's fair enough. I think that's the way most uh, Raptors fans feel, so uh, we'll kind of leave that one there, and I'm sure we're going to hear plenty more Simmons for insert random guy here names. So, <laughs> Well, I will uh, say I was, uh, I was pretty happy with the Sixers team, though, because they've finally the first team that stood up to one of these players making a crazy trade demand so they withheld his eight million dollar paycheck last week i saw that yeah. And, uh, yeah yeah and that's just the beginning so this is a big gamble for rich paul that's for sure well, there you go uh now let's uh, focus back here a little bit on the raptors we don't have a ton of time um stories out of camp uh, it's been one of those weird things because you uh, ben you, you touched on this a bit in the interview so i don't want to get into it too much but it's pretty much just all like yeah, we're happy with the way this guy's developing and we're taking a look at this guy and, oh, I didn't know this guy could do that, but he's adjusting his shot and stuff along those lines. Um, is there anything specific that uh, caught your ear or eye out of camp there, Ben, that you want to just quickly touch on? Um, nothing too much. I mean, the uh, the big competition, I think, will be for those final bench spots. Um, you know, our starting rotation somewhat set and uh, and all that and the main bench pieces. But uh, we got a handful of guys on non-guaranteed or two-way deals. You know, Utah, Watanabe, Ish Wainwright, Freddie Gillespie, though he's probably out of the mix. Um, and Sam Decker, Reggie Perry, Isaac Bonga. So I think there's two or three spots for those handful of guys. And that's probably uh, the I big competition yeah. camp this year. Yeah. Although, yeah. did you see uh, Gillespie just completely deny Gary Trent? It was pretty nice. He was in good position. Oh, I missed that. I do like Freddie. I'm like, it'll. Uh, I know he'll still be sort of around and things, and uh, I hope he still gets a little bit, bit of a spotlight if he goes down to the 905 or anything. But uh, it's just, yeah, personality, great rebounding, but not a whole lot else. So we'll see what he's been able to work on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other, that's pretty fair. And I think he's really much more of like the fans just want him to be there. But, yeah. you know, the team's like, yeah, you got to play basketball too, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he'd probably sell the most jerseys of a guy that plays like eight minutes a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the other thing I noticed was um, they certainly seem to be starting to soften up the ground for Goran Dragic. Um, I saw a lot of quotes all week coming out about, you know, how hard he's working, never said he didn't want to be here, seems like a real team guy. All these, you know, really fun, fluffy quotes from the mm-hmm. from the coach and staff, and it feels to me like they're preparing us for the fact that he's going to be suiting up. Yeah, just, team. yeah, exactly. We'll have to deal with it. Don't boo him too much. <laughs> at this he's point, great. I feel we like... Swear. I feel like at this point, like I said, you know, this guy's going to get booed for however long. At this point, I don't even know that that's the case. Like, I think a lot of the sentiment I've seen, it's like, okay, like, you know, said something stupid. He's, you know, if he's here, he's going to work hard. Then I think he'll be accepted. And, you know, that'll be in the past pretty quickly, if not immediately. But uh, 
you never know. We do. I mean, we do got a lot of younger, you know, fans that won't be quick to to forgive and forget. But I'm more or less over it at this point. If you're gonna come in here and you know mentor some of the young guys and stuff like that, then can't hate on you too much. Yeah, it's been yeah, two or three all... months since the comments happened, right? Yeah, people pretty much we've thought about other stuff at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw one lob to Scotty Barnes and it's all forgotten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah, but uh, Kieran, do you have any uh, specific stories out of camp that you caught your eye that you kind of want to take a look at? Or uh, nothing overly. Um, haven't been seeing too much on that. I noticed we got a new um, assistant coach the other day, um, Trevor Gleason from Australia. Um, his biggest thing is he runs something called a flex offense, which um, is less of a sort of you got a superstar on your team thing. Like let's give him the ball and more of just a keep the ball moving lots of passes screens cuts and things like that um which would probably be pretty good for you know a fairly even field overall like talent wise and a bunch of just young guys who are athletic and can keep moving and stuff so uh, we might see a bit of a change to our offense this year um but yeah nothing nothing too specific that i noticed from the uh i haven't got to see too much i'm really excited for tomorrow when we get to see the first uh Preseason game, and we actually see some of these guys and uh, playing against people who aren't on their team. But. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, just quickly speaking about preseason, uh, it was pretty funny. The NBA set up as the first preseason game today, I believe, right? And it's between Brooklyn and LA, and that was the big like, oh, let's get the two big teams that people want to see out there first. And I'm like, of course, no one's playing on either team, though, no. right? Yeah. So it's why wouldn't you put Houston versus Detroit or like, you know, a team where the actual, like the, the young guys are going to play that we want to see. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, we'll just throw out these two teams. Yeah, everybody's going to watch that. No one's going to watch that. So yeah, like you're saying, match up the first overall pick and the second overall pick or something yeah, like that. You know, right? one game or play four like four games and have it all be like the top picks playing each other, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, Toronto, Orlando, everybody would want to watch that. Right. So yeah. you, they're guaranteed there's going to be at least a couple one-on-ones between Barnes and Suggs. Right. Yeah, that would be much more interesting than people we've never heard of playing for the Lakers in Brooklyn while, like, Durant and everybody in LeBron sits and watches, especially the Lakers, right? Like, they're... Yeah, it's crazy the team they That's yeah. <laughs> it's just wild what they've put together there. Again, most people pass their primes, but still, I mean, the... Uh, a pretty serious the experience. Guys, yeah. yeah, the experience yeah. there and, like... At their primes were, you know, even out of their prime are still better than a lot of people. It's just the conditioning will be the biggest issue for them and injuries, but we'll see. Yeah, I think they've got five Hall of Famers, if you add them all up, I believe. Oh, there you go. Um, The other thing, so, is uh, just quick, uh, we'll just touch on this for one second. Now, with the way the NBA is planning on handling um, players that refuse to get vaccinated... And Kyrie, it's pun, I guess, is the biggest name on that list. If he doesn't play half their games, and that's only because New York, you have to be vaccinated to uh, enter the arena and play. Um, that's And the other thing is, it's more than half because there's a couple other states that have those rules as well. Is Brooklyn still considered to be like a favorite to come out of the like top of the East? Um, so is that is that how it's working? If your state says you have to be fully vaxxed, and you can't, you can't play? play. Wow. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah that's Wiggins a tough is one. In the same boat. I saw yeah, that because uh, California. California. I did see a um, a post on Instagram or something like that where people said they were expecting Kyrie Irving to get the vaccine, 
Okay. So, uh, again, that means nothing, but there seems to be some optimism that he's just going to be like, okay, I'll just do it. I mean, a hit for him, like, it's, I don't know, I guess he's still going to get paid, I suppose, but... No, he doesn't get paid for those games that he doesn't no. Okay, so there you go. It's like, do you want another, you know, $15 million or not? Like, shut up and take the vaccine at that point, right? Like, you know, for most of us, it's, you know, much less of a, an issue. But if someone's like, listen, you come play some basketball, make an extra $15 million, be like, all right, I'll take the chances. Like, you're telling me he hasn't taken a chance on, like, anything else for much less? You know, like, just just risk it, buddy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we won't get into the whole actual you know, political and health stuff like that, but yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting way of going about your business life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's not the only guy. Like you said, Wiggins. It's like, come on, man, you're Canadian. essentially the face of the league for canada well because he was trying to get what religious exemption or something like that Uh, yeah i'm pretty sure i heard that i don't know what his religion is but the popes also come out to say like don't use christianity (laughs) (laughs) really yeah yeah it's like we're not andrew yeah we're not 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 in relation to this he didn't didn't retweet andrew twiggins or anything but made a (laughs) comment yeah that's got to be a fake account. But Bradley Beal was Bradley Beal was the other one, and people were kind of joking with him because he did his presser and was saying, "Well, you know, I need to do my own research before making a decision on the vaccine." Oh. So of course, Brooks Lo- Brooke Lopez came out. And he said, uh, "Well, I'm not sure if uh, the Buck- Milwaukee Bucks really won the championship last year. I think I need no, to do my own uh, Robin Robin Lopez. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, Robin I don't think, Lopez. Yeah, I don't think my brother actually won a championship. I have to do my own research. Nice. That's uh, the Lopez brothers are fantastic. We need more guys like that in the league that are yeah. just willing to poke fun at themselves. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, even so, you give me a team with uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant." Forget oh, I Kyrie. know, but it's... I still think they're uh, they're going to the top of the East, so... There we go. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, we'll kind of leave it there. And everybody, remember, please stick around uh, because there's this great interview. Uh, ben and Will, Bill, William, they do a really good job. Please check it out. Ben, do you uh, have anything else to say about the interview to lead it in? Let's go, buddy. Come on, hype us up. Yes, indeed. Yeah, stay tuned. We got it. We did about uh, twenty minutes last night. Uh, go real deep on Scotty Barnes, all his attributes, and uh, the rest of the guys coming up. I uh, I also forget about Jalen Harris and his legal troubles at the end. But uh, <laughs> forgot about that. But we skip. We'll just skip over that part. <laughs> he was much nicer to you than either Kieran or I would have been. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, he's a great. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a great analyst, and uh, I'm sure you'll really enjoy the interview. Alrighty, well, Kieran, thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Good to be back. Congratulations again. Thank you, Ben. Thank you as well. Yes, indeed. It's a tailor-made three hybrid. I got by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as always, we love you, B, and everybody out there. You have yourselves a good upcoming week of new season. 2021 2022 basketball is here i know it's just preseason but it's still good baby we'll talk to you later hello raptors fans with training camp getting started and the season nearly upon us we thought it would be a good time to bring in some experts here to talk about this very young edition of the toronto raptors that we're about to see so with me today, I have one of the hardest working hosts here at Hoopball. Yes, the uh, the one and only William Harris from the All Rookie Podcast here at the network. How you doing today, my man? 
I'm doing great, Ben. Great to be on. You know, I, I, I'm a fan of yours, and I, you've been on the All Rookie Podcast twice. So I'm glad I could return the favor and come on the Hoopball Raptors podcast and join you. That's right, and I'm, uh, I hope I'm on many, many more times. Um, yeah, for everyone out there listening, I did. Uh, I had the great honor of being the first guest on Will's show, so um, That's right. I thought it was only fair, you know, to bring uh, to bring you on as our first interview here at Hoopball Raptors. So you'll be our first guest as well. Um, awesome, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so while we got you here, you want to tell uh, tell our listeners how they can find everything that you're putting out there. Uh, yes, you can, you know, check on Apple, iTunes, you know, all the podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcast, check out the All Rookie Podcast. And my Twitter is at William is Bill. And with the All Rookie Podcast, basically everyone is all amped up about the rookies during draft season. But then after the draft season, the rookies are kind of forgotten about, except for those top five, top ten. So, you know, my journey is to follow that draft class throughout the whole season, shed some light on that rookie, all the rookies that should be getting some acknowledgement, but kind of are forgotten. So, uh, and the Raptors have quite a few interesting rookies, so I'm very excited to talk to you about them. Yeah, we sure do. We sure do. Now, I know you're a Charlotte fan, but yeah, we're here today to talk about uh, to talk about my team, the Raptors. <laughs> so, um so yeah so uh so let's get right into it um we all know um which rookie is going to be selling tickets and jerseys for the raptors this season and that's uh that's of course scotty barnes the number four overall pick from this past draft um so yeah first right off the bat i definitely want to hear your thoughts on uh, on this young man and what he can bring to the team not just this year but you know long term Right, right. I love uh, Scotty Barnes. He's uh, one of my favorite players in this draft. You know, with his height, speed, and size, you know, he can do it all, really. I mean, you just want him to develop that shot a little and get that shot a little better. But he's in the perfect system with the Raptors. I thought it was a perfect selection for you guys. Everyone wanted you to take Jalen Suggs, but I felt Scotty Barnes was actually the better fit because you have Malachi Flynn. So fitting in Scotty Barnes, I think he can eventually – you know, if not play along with Pascal Siakam, if you do trade Pascal Siakam, he can come in and take his, you know, fill, fill his position. Uh, and with uh, even a higher ceiling, I feel. I mean, I've been on record to say I feel Scotty Barnes could be Giannis-like. So, you know, and he's on the perfect team to develop. Like I said, the Raptors, uh, they got Fred Van Fleet out of nowhere, Pascal Siakam out of nowhere. So Scotty Barnes can be that next stud for you guys so i think it's a franchise altering draft pick and i think you nailed it wow well uh well that's music uh, to the ears of a lot of our uh, raptors fans and <laughs> listeners here Giannis like that uh god that just sounds great doesn't it um right right <laughs> yeah you mentioned um yeah so you mentioned his uh Sounds like you're pretty high on Malachi Flynn, but we'll get into that later, um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mentioned his uh, his shooting. Um, that's definitely the draw, the one drawback that we all heard about Scotty Barnes coming into the draft. Um, I know his career percentages haven't been too pretty, but from what I saw in summer league and you know some of the college film, you know the stroke ain't that bad. The mechanics look like they're there. Um, do you think he can become a shooter as a pro, or is this going to be, again, you know, a Giannis kind of situation throughout his career, just up and down? 
I, I think he'll eventually get it a little better. I don't think he's going to be Ray Allen or anything. Um, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, he's shooting 27% from three as of his college year. Uh, I think he can get that up to maybe 33%. You know, you know how Rajon Rondo had a bad shot uh, early on in his career, and he eventually was able to knock down some shots later in his career. He's actually a decent three-point shooter at this point. I think Scotty will... Um, kind of have that trajectory as Rajon Rondo. And it could be a little bit sooner, you know, because he's so used to having the ball in his hands with his size and everything. And, you know, shooting coaches now are even more insane than they were back then. So I'm not worried about it too much. Yeah, it's good to hear. And, you know, it's like you said, Toronto, I mean, you know, we're not uh... – we're not going to win the championship every year, but one thing we do do very well, as good as any team in the league, is develop players. And um, so even For when sure. a player comes in here with some uh, with some flaws, with some with some warts, some things he needs to work on, um, I do put a lot of faith in our staff that, like, uh, you know, they can work that out. Um, and uh, and like I said, I don't think he looked that bad. Like I've I've seen some guys look a lot worse as a shooter coming out of the draft. So. Um, so that's good to hear. Um, let's see. So um, we'll stick with Scotty Barnes for a little bit here. Um, we all know about the obvious, like, strong points about him coming into the draft. You know, he had the all-world defensive ability. He can guard one through five. He's going to be a great offensive rebounder, it seems. Um, but what really intrigued me about that player is, um, like, his passing ability, um, what he's showing there. Um, having a guy his size um, who can run the point is a real game changer in this league and something we're seeing really as a trend, I think, around the league um, with the better teams. Um, so with what you've seen yeah. out of him in high school and in Florida State, um, I know he got, he got to run the point at, uh, you know, at times for, for Florida. Um, do you think he has what it takes to be that kind of like modern point forward you know, do what Giannis and LeBron and those uh, those kind of players do, um, where they're kind of you know you still have a you still have guards on the floor, but but they run the show. Right, right. I mean, I think he has potential, but kind of like Kay Cunningham, I think he's more of a secondary ball handler in the NBA because it's tough for those big guys to run point in the NBA for a full game. So you know, you have. The great Fred Van Vliet and Malachi Flynn, it's no point to, you know, force Scotty into that role. I think he can, you know, provide that excellent court vision, passing and awareness in the half court. You know, I, I wouldn't really want him bringing the ball up to court every every play at this point. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, secondary ball handler. Yeah, that definitely, uh, that definitely makes sense. A guy who can move it around and transition and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, because those like small guards like Pat Bev and stuff, they 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 would love to see an almost seven foot guy bringing the ball yeah. down the court. They're gonna be <laughs> like a little gnat in their face all day, <laughs> ripping them every play. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, so the last one on Scotty I got for you. Um, uh, like you said, Jalen Suggs was the hands down pick at number four this year in the pre-draft ranking and all the pundits and everybody on TV. Um, and Masai Jiri kind of shocked uh, the basketball world when he went with Scotty over, over Jalen Suggs, um, who went one pick later to Orlando. Um, so in your opinion, well, this is going to play out, out over the next few years, but um, just looking at it from what we know now, did the Raptors blow this pick and give a gift to the Magic, or um, 
did we make the smart play here with uh, going with Scotty? I truly feel you guys made the right play because, like I said, I think he has Giannis-like potential. If you don't want to aim that high, you can say he has Ben Simmons-like potential. I know Ben Simmons' name <laughs> is not really, you know, the best right now, but he's still a really, really, really good player. Uh, but I do feel Jalen Suggs is great as well. You know, I actually had him ranked as my second best prospect in this draft. I thought he should have been the second pick in the draft, but for you guys' team. I don't think you needed him. I think you needed Scotty Barnes more than you needed Jalen Suggs. So I still think it's the right fit. If you were trying to trade uh, Fred Van Vliet or something, then yeah, you probably should have took Suggs. Um, and if you're you know more trying to win now, but still, I, I think you really couldn't have went wrong with either player. But I really love Scotty's fit with the Raptors. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's interesting you say that too, because um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the fans and everybody were saying that uh, Jalen Suggs was such a natural replacement for Kyle Lowry. But uh, but it's like you said, we we we've already got some guys at guard. We've been grooming Fred Van Fleet forever. So so I agree. Yeah, uh, Scotty Barnes is definitely the long term fit here for sure. Um, well, that's great. I think uh, everyone's going to be pretty excited for this uh, this player after everything you said there. Um, so we'll move on from yep, Scotty, because yep. um, like you said earlier, we do have a ton of young talent uh, in camp this year. Um, I saw some great film just today. Uh, they were out in London, Ontario, doing an uh, open practice session for the fans, which is great. Um, so we'll stick with especially of course, just talk about the rookies here. Um, uh, and looking at the new roster, we've got five first-year players that are looking to make the team. Uh, Barnes, of course, Delano Banton, uh, Justin Champagny, David Johnson, and Ish Wainwright. Um, is there any one of those, we already talked about Barnes, so any one of the other four um, that you could see making an impact on the uh, the Raptors team or even just lighten it up for the 905 uh, G League? Well, um, you know, Delano Banton, he's very interesting to me as well. He actually is kind of similar to Scotty Barnes in some ways, uh, just that he's kind of raw. You know, he's six foot nine, pretty much the same size as Scotty Barnes. He can bring the ball up the court, shoot the three. Great rangy player with great length, great hands, can steal the ball from a perimeter player, can drive it to the rack, shoot the floater, get his own shot. You know, in the same type of situation as Scotty Barnes, he shot 25% from three-point land. So, that's what his major flaw is. But if he works out the kinks and develop his shot, you know, he could be a Pascal Siakam 2.0. You know, it may take two or three years, um, kind of like how it took with Pascal. But I think you have a gem in Delano Bonton, and he's going to develop in, with the 905. He might be on the team a little bit this year, but I think he probably will need to develop a little in the 905. And he's a guy, you know, Scotty may take, one year, I think Delano might take two or three years, but it's possible you have two studs and, you know, it's a steal because he wasn't ready right now, but in a few years, he could be really, really, really good. Um, and David Johnson, I liked him. I like his tape, but I just don't think there's room for him on the roster right now because you guys are pretty loaded. Um, but if he plays great in the G League, he might have a shot down the line. Right, right. Well, uh, yeah, love to hear that because uh, Delano Banton was a big story in the draft. He's the first, uh, 
Somehow, he's, it's the first time we've ever actually drafted a Canadian-born player, and he's from Toronto uh, to boot. So, uh, so if he, he fan ends favorite. up working out, <laughs> yeah, if he ends up working out, yeah, he's going to be a huge fan favorite. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. I was thinking um, it's starting to look like Goran Dragic is going to be sticking around on this team, which should uh, be pretty funny. But I was Which thinking, is crazy. I did not think that was going to happen. <laughs> no, me neither. But you've already, we've already seen the quotes from the coaches being like, you know, he's been great in the locker room so far. He's working hard at practice. Oh, and good, thinking, good. Okay, they're, they're preparing us for him sticking around. But uh, <laughs> so if he's sticking around, I, I think you're right. Delano Benton probably doesn't make the team, but uh, but he should, you know, before long start making an impact. Um, I still would have loved to have Sharif Cooper in one of those uh, draft spots, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I'll move on. Um, uh, let's see. What else? Um, uh, last year's rookies. Yeah, you kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, we had three. three. Well, we've got three guys going into their sophomore seasons. Um, two of them were with the team last year. So there's Malachi Flynn, uh, who played most of the year with the Raptors. Uh, Jalen Harris, who I thought showed really, really well towards the end of the year. And uh, Precious Achua is coming in here, who was the key piece of the Kyle Lowry deal. Um, is there? Um, I'm excited about all three, but is there any one of them that uh, you think could make a big impact here in their sophomore year? And don't forget about Freddie Gillespie too. He's is he on the team again this year? Uh, I think he's uh, headed for the 905, based on how the roster is right, uh, right. filling out. Probably. He pretty, <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty tough Vegas as well. Um, yeah, he did. So. Uh, but I like Freddie. But uh, yeah, well, I everybody think everybody does. Um, he's a fan favorite. We'll, right. We hope to see him again. Yeah. But he's he's probably starting uh, down on the nine of five. Right. Right. Um, so your nine of five is gonna be a really exciting team, you know. By the way, uh, yeah, I actually saw them play uh, when they played the Greensboro Swarm. I saw them play when uh, Stackhouse was you guys' coach. Oh no, kidding. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Good. I think you got a good player with um, Precious Achua. I mean, I think he um, – it, it looks like he's not going to start. Do you think he has a chance of starting with this team? Or I don't think he's going to start um, because, you know, we've got Ken Birch there. He's probably going to start. And then you'll have some combination of, you know, Ananobi, Siakam, Barnes, and uh, – and, and Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent, of course. So, so I don't think he starts, but right. uh, I think he could, he could grow into the starter, and I think he's got a ton of upside, um, especially coming off oh, the yeah. bench. You know, got some weaker competition. Yeah, I think his upside is really good. I think he has potential to overtake Kim Birch down the line, uh, but we will see. You know, when he was drafted to the Miami Heat. They were basically like he's a baby Bam Adebayo. So we didn't really get to see much of him in Miami. We've seen him play uh, internationally, and he looked really good there. So on this uh, Raptors team, I think he will have an opportunity to shine. Uh, we mentioned Malachi Flynn earlier. Love, love, love Malachi Flynn. And uh, I've seen a lot of his work in the offseason, and you can tell he has really developed and you know, is ready for this year. I mean, he's been balling out of control, so I think he's ready to take over uh, where Kyle Lowry left off. You know, even though he may be coming off the bench, I think he'll get all the minutes he can handle and have a great season. Uh, and who is the third player? Uh, Jalen Harris, the two-guard. Oh, yeah. He's suspended this year, right? 
Oh yeah, that's oh my gosh, I forgot. About that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do like him, but uh, he's a bad oh, boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, we don't even have a contract anymore. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah hopefully he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, he looked great at the end of last year, but uh, yeah, he geez. did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess we got two sophomores, but um, so yeah, we'll see with uh, we'll see with Precious. He is a little bit smaller than Ken Birch. Is I think the only thing Ken has going for him. He can defend those bigger centers. Yeah. Um, but I got a question no. for you. You know, I'm I'm used to being a host on the All Rookie Podcast, so I got to ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Boucher, what's gonna be his role? Is it gonna be the same as last year, or is he getting faded out of minutes? Does it seem because you brought in Precious, you have Ken Birch, you got Scotty Barnes. What's going on with Chris Boucher? Uh, faded out of minutes. It's possible. It's possible. Um, I think we saw after we picked up Freddie Gillespie and Ken Birch uh, that he really excelled. Uh, he was his best self um, when he had a true big man in the middle that could, you know, do the uh, do the box outs, uh, do the work in the post, and he could be that kind of stretch for. I think that's where he needs to be. And so in that role, he's probably our sixth or seventh man. Um, so I don't think his minutes will change too much. He should still see 25, 30 okay. minutes a game. Um, but he is, he's always matchup dependent, just kind of based on his size. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of a center, but not really. Um, so, so I think, okay. I think he can do really, really well, even if he's not starting and, and, uh, you know, maybe not even the number one option off the bench, but but the number two or three. But uh, I think the rotation will be, you know, Birch and Achua at center, and then um, and then Boucher will be in the mix, you know, at uh, at the four. But uh, at least at the start of the year, he's going to have a good shot because Siakam's going to be out for probably four or five right. weeks. But, um, so we'll see. Yeah, he's but a stat monster, him, so, man. you know. Yeah, he's yeah, the Montreal he's boy. Monster. He's a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he's great for fantasy. Yep. I had him on my team last year. He gets those... Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of he's funny because he gets those highlight blocks where he's you know jumps three feet in the air, but he also uh, closes out and flies himself out of bounds half the time as well. So, <laughs> so he's, an, he's an exciting player to watch, you know. But uh, but he's come a long way as well. He's another one of those that we plucked out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. He's a Mo- Montreal guy, so everyone loves him. And so uh, he's gonna have a big yeah, role yeah. for sure. He got himself paid and everything. So so we'll see. Um, before I let you go, um, I got to um, I've got to get your pick for rookie of the year. It's a it was a deep deep draft, so there is some some intrigue. It's not a given, right? It's not a given. Um, I think if you made me, if you forced me to pick someone, <laughs> I would go ahead and you know be boring and go with Kate Cunningham, <laughs> just because you know he's the first pick in the draft. He his game is you know very stat friendly you know he's gonna be getting points rebounds and assists and some defensive stats um Jalen Green will be my second choice but he's mainly gonna get points and you know he's gonna be scoring probably over 20 points per game but his other stat categories are gonna be lacking so if they look at the all-around player I think it's probably gonna be Cade just because he's gonna you know pretty much have the keys to the whole Pistons organization um but Jalen Green, a close second. I mean, they could be co-rookies of the year, but uh, it's pretty much chalk for for that, in my opinion. Yeah, you did go with the chalk. Um, <laughs> uh, I disagree. I go with Jalen. I go with your number two pick, Jalen. It's going to be Jalen Green for me. Uh, just mostly because I think on Detroit, 
even though they were so bad last year, they do have a few guys already there that are going to be taking a lot of shots and things like that. Like Sadiq Bay is going to be a big piece. Uh, Jeremy Grant is might still be their number one scorer. Um, so they might cut into to Cade's production a little bit. Um, and, of course, there's always the pressure being number one and trying to save a franchise. Oh, yeah. Distance, oh, yeah. So. That, that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. So uh, and Jalen Green, I just think, you know, came up through uh, the G, so he's already faced the pro ball. And uh, I think, like you said, with Detroit and Cade, uh, he's really got the keys to Houston, I think. Um, especially seeing now they're they're what they're going to get rid of John Wall. So it's probably going to be him and Kevin Porter just um, doing, yeah, you know, whatever they want every night. So. They're going to be an exciting team, that's for sure. But um, So I think they look Definitely. pretty good. And the team's just a little bit better, I think, than Detroit. So that might help them. But, uh, so we'll see at the end of the year who's right, Jalen Green or uh, Cade. I love it. I love. Normally we're agreeing on everything. So I love that we have this one thing that's that it. we're not on the same page about. That's it. Uh, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it for now. Uh, thank you very much for coming on today, Will. Um, everyone out there, for make sure. sure you go out and follow his show, the All Rookie Podcast at uh, hoop-ball.com. He's, uh, he's really doing some great work over there. Um, we will be having some other guests on throughout this season, our second year for the Hoop Ball Raptors. So, uh, so stay tuned and remember to rate us on iTunes. Cheers, everyone. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Thank you.